What's up world, this is Blake, the host and the author of this diary, and this is The Diary of a Mad Black Man. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Diary of a Mad Black Man. My name is Blake, your host, and today we have another special episode, part of the podcasting and collaborating series. So this episode is now, well, now my brother Marco, host of Hear Me Out Podcast. We connected a couple months ago, kind of at the start of the pandemic, um, in efforts to talk about podcasting and collaborating and kind of go down that route. But as me and Marco chatted off mic and really got to know each other very, very quickly, um, the first time we talked, it was almost two hours and we really just shared and exchanged and uh, were vulnerable and honest with each other. And it led us to create this episode here. This episode is really about our mental health journey um, to black men in therapy. Uh, We share our experiences, our thoughts, our insight. Um, And since this episode, what I can also say is, like I said, He's become somebody that is in my life forever, you know, podcasting and the podcasting and collaborating series has really allowed me the opportunity to connect with like minded people. It's been a beautiful experience. So this episode is actually about three months old um, and I'm just now releasing it, um, but it's still relevant today, especially right now as I've actually got back into therapy. Um, I'm now seeing a counselor twice a week. Um, I attend group therapy sessions every other weekend, as well as I'm about to sign up for an actual therapist as well. So um, mental health is very important. It is part of the foundation of what Diary of a Mad Black Man is. And moving forward, it's going to remain the sole focus. I know as, as it stands right now, it's about mental health relationships and anything that's in my diary. But moving forward, it's really going to all be tied into mental health. Anywho, this is still a great episode for anybody who's interested in collaborating or learning about um, podcasting as well. It really shows um, the kind of connections that you can make as well as the kind of content that you can create when you partner with a like-minded individual, another dope black creative, um, just speaking their truth, um, sharing and saying what's real, and creating some amazing content. So I really hope you all enjoy today's show. Um, I thank you all for listening and tuning in. Um, I want to take take a moment to really just talk to you all, um, because like I said, this episode was recorded a couple months ago, and I personally haven't been recording as much um, during the podcasting and collaborating series. However, I do have some episodes in my vault. Um, I have episodes that are going to come out in season three that are episodes that I didn't, that I recorded when I didn't even have a microphone. So I hope you all will continue to listen to my show, to follow my podcast, um, take a moment to follow me on the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, at diary of a MBM. All that information is in the description box below. 
um, as well as how you all can support my podcast journey. I'm starting a company right now. Well, I didn't, it's not starting, it's already here. I have my LLC, I have the EIN. Um, so much is in store for that. I'll wait and save that for another time about what's going there. But um, the Cash App is at, um, is dollar sign the Black Podcast Club. So be sure you all um, donate if you would like. Um, but of course, that campaign is going to be rolling out soon. So you all will be hearing more of that. Um, and really, I just really want to take a moment in this space right now where I am today and just say thank you like my gratitude how thankful i am for everybody that listens to my podcast is just i'm almost at at a loss for words and i keep just wanting to say thank you i appreciate you like it because it's something that is beyond words my podcast has saved my life connections and people that I've met have motivated me, inspired me, and allowed me the opportunity to continue to live a healthy and productive life. And Marco is is one of those people. So I really hope you all enjoyed today's show. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening, for supporting, for engaging with my podcast and following my journey. And we're going to listen to this anchor ad really quick, and then we're going to get right into the show. So without further ado, let's get to it. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another great episode of Diary of a Mad Black Man. I know you know my voice. I already told you in the intro who I am. I am Blake, your host. Today, we have another amazing guest on the show. His name is Marco. He is the host of Hear Me Out Podcast, a great podcast. I've been following another awesome um, podcaster. Um, and we're going to have some, we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to talk about, you know, what it's like to be a black man in therapy and talk about some of our mental health challenges, what it was like for us to connect and to connect with other like-minded brothers and people, and then kind of close it out with where do we go from here? So, uh, Marco, how you feeling, man? I want you to come on, go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, let everybody know who you are, where you're from and what you stand for. All right, John. What's up, world? Um, Marco the Prince here, host of um, Hear Me Out podcast. You can find that on all streaming um, platforms. Uh, originally from Portland, Oregon, um, was resident of New York right now. Um, what I stand for is just bringing more Black men together to have conversations that we don't want to have and build a community within ourselves, mm-hmm. and you know, support and be with each other, and you know. Just building brotherhood together. I like that. I like that. Definitely. Um, yeah. One of the things that uh, I, I think is going to be good for this show is just the kind of the free form conversation of it. You know, um, I, on my podcast journey, like I explained to you off mic, a lot of times I'll create an outline and different things like that, different topics and bullet points. Um, sometimes I go very in depth. Sometimes I don't use one at all. And I like how this one's going to be very much free flowing not no real i mean we have our four main topics but other than that it's going to flow um so let, let's let's just kick it off and, and just talk about what it's like to be a black man in therapy so i want you if you would go ahead and just tell me what was your first experience like being in therapy and seeing a therapist um 
Actually, so my first um, time in therapy did not go as I planned Mm -hmm. or what I thought it would be. Um, So I sat down with a gentleman. He was um, from Puerto Rico. And, you know, he asked me, you know, who am I? Why am I coming to therapy? What do I want to accomplish? What type of homework I want to do? This, that, and the third. You know, it was going good for like probably like the first 20 minutes. And then I noticed that he was just taking notes like the whole time. And then I had to stop at the end of the, um, at the end of our session. I was like, I don't think this relationship is going to work just because I don't like when people take notes of me. I'm not a project. I'm not an essay. I'm not any of that. I'm here. I'm paying money and I need your undivided attention because I need help. Mm-hmm. So all those notes, I mean, you can take notes, you know, once I'm gone, but if I'm talking to you and open up to you, I want you to pay attention did to he, me as much. Question. Did he, <laughs> did he tell you he was going to take notes? Um, so he had, um, no, he did not. He had a piece of paper, but he was just like verifying like all my information, but he flipped it over and then I said, or I started talking and then he flipped it over and was just jotting down notes. It was very unexpected. Gotcha. Yeah. I think, (laughs) you know, I'm sorry that happened to you, man. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, my first experience with seeing a counselor or therapist was not the best either. I believe I might've mentioned it on my show before, but I was like 14 at the time. Um, my mom took me to see a therapist that happened to be another black man. And um, I was experienced. What, ultimately, what had happened was I had broke this mirror in my room. I was really pissed off one day, and I threw this, like, little pencil holder that I had, and I just threw it across my room, and it shattered the mirror. It broke everywhere. And that was my point. My mom was like, oh, no, you got big problems, so let, let's take you to a therapist. So I was like, okay, cool. So long story short, I get in there. I'm sitting down talking to him. And one of the things he did was he explained to me doctor-patient confidentiality. He told me that even though I'm a minor, he is still a doctor. I am still his patient. So anything that I say to him will only stay between me and him. He will only tell my mom things that she is is required for her to know because she's my guardian at the time. So I opened up to him and, you know, told him why through, you know, I literally just started talking. I was like, okay, you can't tell my mama nothing. I'm going to just tell you everything. You know what I'm saying? And as soon as we left his office and got in that car and closed the door, my trust with doctors and any kind of medical professionals was immediately killed. As soon as I closed the door, getting in the car that day, leaving his office, my mom immediately said, why the? Why would you tell him? Da 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 da. You told him da 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 da. And I was just like immediately crushed. Like this mother, this dude lied to me. You know what I'm saying? So to hear that your first and and so I mean so for so long, for about I would probably say probably next to ten, twelve years of my life, never fully trusted a doctor. Never trust. I don't care what school you went to, how many (laughs) accolades you got, what what board certified you, or whatever it is you. What it, I don't trust you because I know that you're a human being just like me and you will lie to mm-hmm. me and you will do stuff that's mean and conniving. Now, something else I want to share with you, too, is some of my good experiences with um, therapy um, that I think a lot of other men need to hear because, unfortunately, there's a lot of brothers like me and you who are willing to do the work, who are able to do the work and actually try to do the work. But unfortunately, we don't find therapists that meet our needs. And so, like, my most recent therapist, and actually a couple therapists I've had, you know, since then, but when you said the thing about taking notes, 
my first therapist that I had that actually acknowledged that, that's what she said. She was like, so this is how this is going to go. You know, you're going to start talking. I may take some notes or write some things down. She says, don't mind that. I'm not writing anything serious down or whatever. She was like, this is just for me and my notes. So as we move forward, I'll have points and things to remember on how I can better treat you. You know what I'm saying? So it's important. Like therapists should be taking notes, but they need to let you know that they're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, even my therapist was like, so if you're talking about something, you just happen to see me write something down. Don't become alarmed. Don't think that I'm writing down something serious. And then she even gave me an option. She said, if there's ever something that you want to tell me or you want to talk about and you don't want me to take any notes on it, say that. And I'll stop taking notes and you'll have my undivided attention. Nope, I didn't get any of that. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> after um, I met with him, I went on a search for um, a local black therapist. Um, I found one. Um, it was a woman. She was great. We, I think we had like nine months together. Mm. And then um, she decided to change her career path. But um, when she announced it to me, I was kind of a little devastated at the um, really? at the thought of her not being my therapist anymore. Mm-hmm. But I also flipped it around. I was like, you know what? Maybe I did all the healing that I needed to do with what we talked about. Wow. So then... I um, found um, I got assigned to another therapist and come to find out she was another black woman. I was like, okay, so everything is going good now. Cause I got two black women back to back and we all know when it's black people trying to do mental health, it's very rare to find someone that looks like you. Absolutely. So I was, I was doing mm-hmm. like my homework. I was, you know, looked up her credentials and everything. So she was dope. And we've been together probably May, probably for about five uh, months. Okay. So that was good. Um, she's been giving me homework. Um, talking to me, I've been emailing her like whenever I just have like an anxiety breakdown, like last week, and you know she'll be like, "Okay, you sent me this email. I need you to break it down for me so I can help you." So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm glad you found a good therapist, and I think that you know. I find that a lot of times as I'm learning more about mental health and moving into these spaces and having conversations, I find that a lot of times black people, we want a therapist that looks like us. And I think mm-hmm. and I think a part of that is because the experience of being a black person in America is something that you cannot read and learn about. We could write books, we could write articles, we can make movies, documentaries, but to truly understand what it's like to be a black person in America, you have to be a black person in America. And so there's certain things that we experience that you can't, that unfortunately, I feel like our Caucasian therapists or white therapists, however you want to you know, call them, um, they don't have that experience. Now, and it's also not to say that some of them may not be very aware and culturally competent to help you because i've had a i've had a white female therapist who was able to connect with me very well and i think another the main reason about it wasn't necessarily our race it was our age she was maybe like a year or two older than me so being a millennial understanding how there's an older generation that still like kind of has control of the world and the leadership and now my generation is coming into that leadership and so that's why you see a lot of pushback between different things happening right now so at the end of the day i think ultimately what's important for for myself and for you and for anybody listening is that if you want to go to therapy i think that's the first step 
Mm-hmm. And if you want to go to therapy, like how you even said, you know, when your therapist gave you homework, you did that homework. You know what I'm saying? Therapy generally is only like an hour a week. But what are you going to do with all the other hours in that week? You know what I'm saying? And you know you have a good therapy when they can sustain you for till the next session or they have open communication you can email or text like i have my, my last therapist i could text her at any point in time you know what i'm saying so that was very good too so i think it's all about um really just doing your due diligence and being willing to go through it's kind of like dating you know you gotta date yeah, it's therapist. definitely it's definitely like dating um you gotta go when, and kind of yeah go ahead i was gonna say when i um like that was one of our first conversations when when i met um my recent therapist i was like look Today, I just want to do an introduction. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I need from you. Um, what do you need from me? What type of communication do you have? And she laid it all out on the table. She was like, I'm here for you. Whatever you want to work on, that's what I'm willing to work on. If I find something else that might be like a little soft spot for you, I will try to poke the bear to see if you can bring it out. But if not, I'll just wait on your time. And I respect her so much for that because I've also had therapists that's just like, tell me everything about you right now. And I'm like, bruh, I don't, I don't know you like that. We gotta, we gotta work our way into this relationship. So, yeah. And, and and you know something else that has switched for me too, because I haven't been to therapy in like two weeks. I stopped going. Um, I don't know. I I got one tomorrow. (laughs) Listen, and, and it was online and I'll probably pick it up sometime next month. But I just found that, like, on my last two sessions I had with her, I found that, like, one, the homework she was giving me, I wasn't applying, like, how I should. Two, I knew, I know that, um, being totally honest, there are a lot of factors in my life right now that are causing me stress, like the pandemic, being laid off, you know, staying, sleeping on my friend's couch right now. Um, you know, so 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 all those you know financial you know issues, so all that stuff is factors, and so I re- I re- she also helped me realize this too. It's like you have to give yourself space to understand that you're experiencing things that are going to cause you stress, they're going to cause you a little bit of depression and things like that. So, but what are you doing to actively combat that? And so I said, you know, I'm gonna step away from therapy for right now because at one point I was like, I'm going to therapy just so I can say I'm going because I know it's what I'm supposed to do, but. I also need to, before I keep spending this money and continuing to make poor financial decisions, which causes me stress, let me actually take all this information this woman has been given to me, you know, over the past six months. Where let me actually take some of this homework she's been given to me and apply it and actually do it to get an A. You know what I'm saying? Not just doing this that way the next time I go, I can say, hey, I did my homework. You know what I'm saying? So actually starting to apply what it was she was doing. And ever since then, you know, I've been, I've been okay. You know, even when I was seeing her, I was never like super like depressed or suicidal or anything like that. But I knew I, I know I still need work and I'll eventually go back to continue to do the work. So it's also about having that kind of conversation or the relationship with your therapist to know, like, can I skip this week? Do I need to be going every week and things like that? So question for you. So um, you mentioned that you haven't been to therapy in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you do? I don't know if you have anxiety, but what do you do when you have anxiety? Like last week, I couldn't even get on the internet because it was four black men that got shot in a row. It was four, Jesus. Like, I, see, it, see that? <laughs> and that's what, we, that's what we knew of. Yeah. So for me, last week, my anxiety was through the fucking roof. Like I literally, <laughs> like after like a certain point i said mm-hmm. as much as i want to post and, and engage and raise awareness about um ahmad 
um, Arbery and everything that's happening in the country, the black men, the police, the police brutality. I was like, my mental stability cannot process this right now. I cannot deal with this. So I literally said, you know what? I'm only going to use social media to post for my podcast, and then I'm off. And something else I've been doing, I've been running. Um, the other day, I felt my anxiety being just really, really high, and my thoughts racing, and I just felt like a, you know how, like, when you're, like, almost borderline about to have a panic attack, and you just, like, your thoughts are racing, you just have so much energy, and you feel like you're, that, that big ball of energy that's, like, coming and is causing the thoughts to race, I felt that. Yep, I had that. And so before I could, instead of, I've also learned that instead of constantly worrying about the anxiety, start to do something about it. And so I've learned that when it starts to happen, if you start to panic and worry about it, that intensifies it. And so what I do is I stopped and I started to focus on the five senses. So find something you can see, find something you can see, find something you can see, find something you can hear, taste, smell, and touch. And so I, I saw the refrigerator. I walked over to it. I listened to it. I focused on the sound of it opening. I opened the bottle. I felt the bottle, you know, really focused. You know, and you have to focus on the senses. So I focused on me opening the bottle focused on me tasting the bottle and drinking it and that's when the thought came just go for a run went out for a run and just as i started to run like my thoughts just kind of slowed down and became more clear and that was just a moment where i was just like you know what i can do this i can handle this you know what i'm saying so yeah. i also have been making sure that i eat right sleep right i drink enough water trying to eat more healthy foods and stuff like that because i'm not i'm not a dietitian or nutritionist or anything like that but i do know that what we eat has a huge impact on how we feel and like our anxiety and depression and, and stuff like that. I was just telling, um, I was just telling my doctor that I'm about to switch my whole diet because I used to be a vegetarian and then I moved to New York and I fell in love with chicken wings again. So, um, I'm about to go back vegetarian because one, I'm not paying ten dollars for no bacon, but two, I need to worry about what I'm intaking and everything because it does mess with your emotional state of mind and stuff. Yeah, on what they putting in these animals. That part, you know, I even saw where you know there's some like I want to say pork or meat plants or something where like they're getting shut down because the whole plant where there was a bunch of people that got COVID nineteen and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and about to be a meat shortage and stuff like that. I was vegan for like eighteen days, so I definitely can respect you for going to go vegetarian. Um, I'm I'm kind of a pescatarian right now, but I do eat chicken breast from time to time. Um, as I transition to get my own space and my own kitchen and stuff like that i'll start cooking more and probably transition back into a more vegan pescatarian pescatarian more like a flexitarian lifestyle because there's certain things like cheese <laughs> eggs yeah fle- it's, it's actually a thing it's a flexitarian. oh i didn't know that <laughs> a flexitarian yeah but flexitarians are generally vegans most of the time but they you know still uh-huh. eat a little a little cheese a little you know, I might chew some bubble gum, drink a soda or something every now and then. You know, I, I ultimately think that, you know, I'm not knocking anybody for their lifestyle and how they eat, but I think ultimately it's about having balance. Mm-hmm. Having balance, giving your body the nutrition that it needs. I, I know that, you know, most nutrients and protein come from plants, so I do want to eat a, a more plant-based, whole foods diet, but I'm going to eat me some salmon. I love crab legs, shrimp, all of that. <laughs> So and I, I can't even lie. At a late night at a Waffle House, I'm gonna get me an All Star with two sausage patties. So, <laughs> yo, I miss Waffle House, man. I got yeah. Listen. I ain't had Waffle House in like three years. <laughs> so yeah. 
what have I, so let's go into so what have been some of the I know you talked about your anxiety a little bit um has that been your only challenge with like your mental health have you experienced anything else that you want to talk um, about just um just my anxiety um when it gets when I start thinking too much like I when I put too much on my plate in one week my brain just starts going faster and faster and faster and I got to slow myself down yeah. And it's like, Marco, you need to enjoy this moment. You're doing good. Like, encourage myself. I don't know if you watch um, Insecure, but have an Issa moment in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, lift myself up. It's like, it's okay. You didn't get that. You didn't get it done, but you still got four more days throughout this week. So just controlling my anxiety. Um, I'm trying not to get addicted to um, the medicine that they give me, but last week it was horrible, like I mentioned. But. Just always trying to look at the positive in things and just trying to better myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so, what I'm using this whole quarantine for. Yeah, yeah, I like this. So let me ask you a question um, because I was I was on medication for anxiety at one point. I was on several medications at one point. But um, so me, I smoke. I smoke weed. Um, mm-hmm. I like like I like a nice sativa in the morning to get me up, get me going, kind of get the juices flowing. Um, and I like indica at night because it relaxes you brings me down um i also have transitioned to like for example like when i was a little bit younger like in my early so i would just smoke just to be high and escape like i just wanted to be numb and dumb you know what i'm saying um (laughs) but now i now i'm actually starting to like i work with um actually a a cbd marijuana company um, based out of chicago and i'm an affiliate with them and so i'm learning more about cannabis and cbd and hemp and the different differences between like cbd and thc different types of flowers and different things like that trying to do a more natural you know still plant-based uh i guess you could say medicine that i would like um Mm -hmm. but still want to kind of using something that i've always done but using it in a very medical medicinal like way so have you found like i don't know if you if you smoke or if you if you do if you want to say it on the mic but um, i smoke um every day um <laughs> just because it does help me with my anxiety but i don't need to smoke to function i don't have to um um yes. what am i trying to say like smoke to go to work or smoke yep. to go like run errands yep. i gotta for me personally how i my weed is on a rotation. I need to go out in the world. I need to work out. I need to go grocery shopping. I need to do everything that I need to do before I can hit this blunt. Yep. So, like, <laughs> I, I mean, no no fault to anybody that smoke all day. I just can't do it because I know I won't get shit done. And then I'll yeah. look back at life and be like, what the fuck you been doing? Nothing right. at all. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely, um, that's why I try to leave the Indica for a nighttime. And two, like, I try to, like, now I use it in a way that's like, like once I feel the relief from it, I'm good and I can put it out. You know what I'm saying? And once I, you know, like how you said, I don't want to get it to the point to where it's like I'm overdoing it because even like when I was on, I forgot. I want to say not Percocets. It was something I'm Paxil or one of those, one of them pills they gave me. But when I say I was high, like, <laughs> like. Like literally like that's one of the things that I went through like when I was right before I quit teaching which was I was trying to get on medication so that way because it's like middle of the school year like I don't have time to like take two three weeks off and try to figure like I knew medication and this is my perception medication is like a quick fix but my body didn't adjust as quick as I had liked to. And I remember I took it one day and I was just so high the next day and it, it gave me made me real jittery and I couldn't go to sleep and so 
I'm like, well, shit, I might as well smoke weed. They're giving me this stuff, and it's making me feel, you know, even more loopy and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So I, I do want to also start to, to kind of learn more about um, marijuana, cannabis, different um, medicines and things like that that could possibly help with anxiety or different um, ailments, depression, or things like that. So my, my question to you about that is, do you feel that uh, medication is necessary and, and what is your kind of long-term plan with your own medication that you're taking? Um, I think it's necessary for my journey. Um, mm-hmm. When I take the medicine, it's normally at work when I can't smoke weed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like in stressful situations like that, um, I don't really know what my long-term journey is. That's a really good question. Um, Hopefully, I don't have anxiety attacks, you know, for too much longer now that I'm getting in control of my emotions and thought process and, you know, trying to find a foundation for myself. But mm-hmm. um, the medicine been working. Um, I haven't had any backlash on it. He, my doctor gave it to me one time. I tried it for a week. It was good. I felt the numbness. Um, my thoughts did slow down a little bit. Um so yeah it's just i i didn't i don't like using medicine just because i need it when i take it it's because i'm choosing to do it like did he say oh you should take one every morning no i'm not taking one every morning because that's your recommendation i know i don't have anxiety attacks every day so i don't need to take the medicine Mm -hmm. but yeah that part he, (laughs) he thinks something different and i'm like well you know you can keep you can keep saying this because you're the doctor, but when I go home and have this pill bottle in my house, just letting you know that I'm not reading what's on the bottle, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, you have to, I, 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 like my last one episode I put out at the beginning of uh, May for Mental Health Month, um, I was talking to mm-hmm. a, therapist, a mental health professional, and he was saying how, you know, he encourages all of his patients to ask the doctor's question, ask questions, and ultimately, like how you said, it's a recommendation from a doctor. And I, and I for one, had to kind of realize that in my journey, which is that this doctor can give you the medication. You know, a lot of times they're paid bonuses and things like that to give you medication, but what are the side effects? Of this? But can you handle this medication? Do you think this is a good medication for you? So I like how you said uh, that you were trying it out and you told your doctor, no, I'm going to take it how I need it because ultimately you're the one who has to deal with any side effects or symptoms that may come with this. So that's, that's really double. I appreciate you for sharing that too. Oh yeah. And before, so before I actually was on the medicine, I mentioned it to him and I had him, I was like, I need you to write down all the medicines that you're actually recommending to me. And I went home, I did my research on the internet. I got friends that are doctors, so I know they're not going to lie to me. So I took their advice, um, and I went back to him. I was like, I don't want this because it has these side effects. And he was like, how do you know that? Because I'm not about to just tell you. You're just not about to give me anything for my body. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah, you went to school. Just like you mentioned, I don't care about your credentials or anything, but I know how my body works, and I know what I need to take. So That part. Yeah, I wish, um, I, I, wish I had that mindset when I was going through what I was going through. Um, yeah, because um, I've, I've heard some stories from doctors, but um, speaking back on the weed, it's funny that you say um, you like Intica for, like, more nights. I like the Sativa for my nightly routine, and the, if I was to smoke during the day, um, I would do the Intica, and I know it's like... <laughs> I tell people this all the time. They're like, no, you're probably just smoking what it is. I'm like, no, for I 
I go to Vegas and go to the weed stores and know what to buy for yes. my night out. So yes, yeah. And I don't know. I think weed just works differently. It, it does, and it's like I said. I'm in the process of learning the knowledge, gaining the knowledge, and using it for myself. You know, I'm trying to. I'm making edibles and different things like that. So nothing I've really like put out on the internet. Like I had, like I started this whole uh, Instagram account for the Graham University and had this idea on how I was gonna teach people and create this weed school and all this kind of stuff which i'm still going to do all of those things but it's going to take time because i realize that i can't just pop out like hey i sell weed now and it's legal and you know what i'm saying so i want to be able to really but i want to really be able to speak to what it is that i'm doing so now i kind of kind of put the i'm not saying i put the pause on on that because i'm already in the industry um the girl who owns the company ceo we went to college together she's an amazing person like like phenomenal businesswoman, like CEO, like so. I learned quickly that it's going to be a process with that. Not only from from the selling from the selling side because it's a brand new industry in the U.S., but to truly be able to teach and speak to what it is that CBD indica or CBD sativa or THC indica or THC sativa or this hybrid or that, you know. So I'm, I'm in that process of just trying different strands out, figuring out what works for me, create products and stuff like that. So. It's a process, and and at the end of the day, like how you said, I think ultimately what it's going to boil down to is what works best for you. Don't necessarily go based on or try to do exactly what I do. I'm trying to teach you in a way to think critically for yourself, and you figure out what works best for you. Exactly. Let me tell you about this weed story. So, um, I went home. <laughs> I went home last year for uh, my friend's wedding. You know, I always try to do my rounds around town go smoke with everybody, drink, and go do what I got to do. Went to go smoke with my friend. I didn't know he smoked like 35% THC weed. Mm. Let me tell you, I was fucked up. Like, (laughs) never again would I smoke with him because he's just on a different spectrum than I'm on. Mm -hmm. I can only do about 20% to maybe 23%. That part and see, it's, it's like I, I know what I can smoke and I know what won't activate. Like I'm not doing no 33 percent because I I fucking thought I was on Molly um, and all this other shit. Exactly, so. exactly, and that's why I really wanna. <laughs> Want to start to learn more about the different strands, the different chemical components, and how it might affect you because people need to know this stuff. And especially yeah, as this legalization is happening, and you know, Ray Ray down, down the street still selling, and we got the dispensary up the street. You know, people are going to need to know how to tell what's good, what's not, what brand. You know, even if you go to a dispensary, you know, a licensed, you know, place, you know, you have to know these kind of things. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what I'll be doing with that. So um, I, I am, I'm all pro marijuana. I think it's a great thing. It helps me relax. I think it's a great thing. But I also, like right now, the company I work with, it focuses on like CBD and um, CBD hemp flowers, you know, cannabis. You know, even those terms, you know, I'm still wrapping my mind around those. So it, it, it's so much in it. But the thing about it, too, is, is that the help is out there. You know, ultimately, this is something that people can use to help relieve you know stress pain you know even down to i've read somewhere where like it helps with like seizures and people going through chemotherapy and all kinds of stuff so there's tons of medicinal benefits of uh marijuana and hemp cannabis whatever you want to call it um but it's, it's all about moderation and getting it done legally as well so that's also where i'm at i like to think of um different strands of weed like liquor 
You're yeah. gonna know which yeah. kind of liquor like you yeah. like. You're gonna know what kind of weed you like. Exactly, it's a perfect <laughs> analogy. I, I know I'm not drinking no more gin in life. Okay. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> there's that. Okay, what's the weed equivalent to gin? You may know how I made. You see what um, I'm saying? So it's like those are the kind of things that I want to create, and I'll be doing in the future. Yeah. That, oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Yeah. I need to know. I need to educate myself a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Let's um, let's chop it up on um, connecting with like-minded brothers and people. That's like the next topic I have written down for us because I I think something that's gonna be good for the people listening is just to hear that we just met. Like we talk. Like this is our second time actually talking on the phone or talking. Period. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, we got a couple emails and stuff like that. But for me, like to meet you and. I don't want to take away from like like our connection but like it's been very similar types of energy when i connect with guys f- for the purpose of podcasting and for the purpose of talking about mental health and therapy you know what i'm saying it's just like an instant bond and a connection that you don't that i haven't experienced really any in any other realm of life outside of podcasting um so have you experienced that like what has it been like for you just to meet other podcasters and connect with them so um, meeting other podcasters is dope. Um, I like meeting people. Conversations come easy to me. Um, I would actually, um, I like meeting people that I don't actually have to see every day, but we still have the same connection as if you're still in the same city as me. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually got invited to an insecure group. Um, so every Monday we record and put out um, episodes and everything. And there was a gentleman that was online. I never met him in a day of my life. I guess he listened to my episode and he was like, I feel like you watch Insecure. Um, I want you to be a part of this group. And he sent me a whole format and everything. And he never talked to him on the phone. But he got he got about seven of us together, didn't know any of these people, um, and we just started recording, and now we got a whole group chat, we texting, we about to do features on each other's shows, so it's just, I enjoy it, mm. especially when um, you have like-minded people in your circle and that sees your vision, or even, not see, sees your vision, but sees that you're driven for your vision, and just the support, because... Um, you already know somebody on social media is going to support you faster than somebody you know in real life. Listen, I just made a post so. about that. I was like, uh, a complete stranger understanding your story will do more than your close friends or family. Like, and and, and mm-hmm. that and, and that's been what it was. It's like I put out a podcast and I have a guy reach out to me. He's like, yo, that's me. That's like I am you. Like I went through that same exact thing. So for podcasting, it's giving me a space to really open up and be honest with people. Um, to have like like when I meet somebody, it's like like I, I'm almost curious. Like I'm ready for all this pandemic crap to be over, so I can really get out here in these streets and really start to meet people in person. Because I feel like podcasting has helped me to like be more comfortable and confident in who I am. You know what I'm saying? To be able to go up to anybody and just start talking about anything because it's also giving me the space to not have any fear about what you may or may not find out about me. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to carry myself like I'm walking on eggshells to get you like, like, no, I'm going to walk how I want to walk. I'm going to talk how I want to talk. I'm going to say what I want to say. No disrespect, no pun intended. But if it does, you know, that's on you. We can have a conversation about that if necessary. You know, know, it's funny. Um, Actually, so a lot of, 
So I know a lot of people obviously lived around the country, but a lot of people text text me about my podcast and shit, and I have to tell them I'm like I'm not in a creative space to talk about that. Either you're checking up on me as a person, or you can just pay attention to the podcast because I'm not trying to have duplicate conversations. What I said is what I said, and it's out there. Either you agree or you don't. Mm-hmm. It's my space. That, that <laughs> so. part, yeah, yeah. I um I haven't really received any. Like not a whole lot of kickback about anything I said, but I, I definitely feel you there. It's kind of like this is my space. This is what I, I, I said. What did he say? I said what I said. <laughs> yes, that's what she said. I said what I said, and, and, and that's it. You know what I'm saying? And, and my whole thing too is that if I'm wrong, don't belittle me. Educate me. Teach me. Show me your way. Exactly. Break down your point of view and explain it to me because I'm the kind of person I. I'm open and willing to receive it and listen to it because it might help me. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's also about having that mutual respect. And that's what I love about connecting with like-minded people because it's like all the things that you think about um, that kind of raise your social anxiety and meeting people, it kind of like is eliminated for me when I met other podcasters so far. Um, I haven't had that. Um, but what I've had um – what I have noticed, um, just by podcasting over like the last three months, is that a lot of people are just so worried about listeners and reviews and um, trying to be like the most popular. And it's like, okay, I get it. You know, social media has put this whole image on us that we have to have a, mu- a million likes and comments and all this other shit. For me, it's not like that. I just want to commit to something. Same. Like, I, I just want something else that I can commit to that people are listening to, even if people are not listening to. I did what I said I was going to do, and there it is. Yep, and I've been consistent. <laughs> I've been consistent, and that's my biggest thing. Is like I, I got to stick to this. You know, I kind of removed mm-hmm. my overall. Like I'm very detail oriented, and I had to remove that from the podcast. It's like it's not going to be perfect. I'm not going to say everything right. The audio is going to have some clips, some pops, some booms, some little stuff in the background. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. But I think. The thing about the space that I'm creating and what I'm learning about my audience is that they're not real they're not real sticklers for that kind of stuff. I think that most of the people who listen to my show are really listening to it for the message. And they're gonna take that message away. You know, even if it does have a little you know, a little sound bite or something like that. But I'm also working to perfect that as well so that way I can reach a better audience and a bigger audience. So it's all about growth and it's a process, man. That's why I try to tell people, like, I think I'm on episode, like, 19 or something. And I already see the difference from number one till now. And it's just like, you know, it's only going to get better. So don't beat yourself up up every episode, Marco. It's okay. Edit your format. Redo it. You ain't got to explain nothing to nobody. This is your stuff. Either they going to push play or they not. Yep. And that's how I look at it. <laughs> that's it. That, that that's it right now. And then, so I want to um c- kind of go ahead and move into the final topic, which is like, uh, where, where do we go 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 from here? Because and and that's something I've been thinking about over the past couple months with my podcast. And it's like, what do I? Where can I take this? Where can this go? And so for me, I would like to um like once of course all this pandemic stuff is over, I definitely want to mm-hmm. get together like with a lot of the guys that I've met, a lot of the other podcasters I've met, um, start going to conferences and things like that. I would like to maybe, even, like I'm thinking about starting a group me 
um so we could just talk on a regular basis something that's not on like facebook instagram but it's like a it's not a group chat you know what i'm saying on just your iphone but it's like a separate chat that you know when you come in here these are the kind of conversations going to be having these are the kind of things are going to be going on so again just creating more spaces for people to engage and to connect and meet each other um well actually it's funny that you said that you asked that um because last week, um, I got approached by someone, and he's going to start doing mental health segments on his show once a month, and he told he told us that if we find anybody that, you know, is like-minded like us, that's, you know, progressing and just want to bring a community together, invite them. So, I'm inviting you now. Um, we'll have a meeting in a few weeks, but I'll send you all that details and things, but it's basically going to be um, Brothers Reflecting Brotherhood, um, talking about mental health, uh, love, relationships, you know. Um, just getting it off our chest and having a safe space for everybody in the world. Just because you, you never know who you're going to touch or who's listening. So That part, yeah. That's very true. And I, I definitely feel it's going to be um, very important for us to continue to connect, continue to network with each other. I'm 100% down for that. I'm ready for that. Like my last podcast ended this way where somebody was inviting me to something. Um, it's a conference in San Antonio in September, I believe. So whether it's in person or virtual, I'll be a panelist at this conference coming up. I'll get more information. Well, people listening, y'all get more information about that coming. But yeah, man, like things like that. I could be like, yo, Marco, you want to go to San Antonio for the weekend? Like, let's. Yo, you know, you know, I'm always down to get on a flight as long as I got my mask, my gloves, and my lights off. Okay. Uh, wipe, so. That that part. <laughs> that part. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, this was this was great, Marco. We're definitely going to um, collab more. We got some great things in store. Um, so, but before we go, I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell anybody who wants to check out your show. Your, your show is a little bit more edgy than mine, but you know, uh, <laughs> if you if you, if you want a few more cuss words in your show, your podcast, you might want to check out your show. But but I like it because ultimately, it like we need that. We need. I mean. I think there's a space for anything. So, but go ahead, tell people where they could find your podcast, where they could find you on socials, and anything you want to say to people that want to connect with you. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Um, so, I'm the host of Hear Me Out. Um, just like Blake said, it's a safe space, a little bit more edgy. We cuss, we talk shit. I love going on rants. So, if anything is ever on your mind, or you just need to get out of this quarantine and COVID-19 space, just come over. Um, you can find me on all streaming devices and platforms, Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Google. I'm at Hear Me Out. I'm also on Twitter now, so you can follow me at um, This Is Hear Me Out. And also on Instagram at hearmeout.pod. So hopefully y'all come and hear me out and hear what I got to say. Awesome. I, I know I'll definitely be checking it out. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all again for tuning in. This is another great episode, another awesome diary entry featuring Marco, the host of the Hear Me Out podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay blessed and highly favored and wash your hands and keep sanitizer on deck. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. <laughs>